The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Wednesday. Welcome to Take the Black Live. My name is Dan Selke, and I am the uh, editor of Winners.net, and this is Take the Black Live, the one and the only chat show on the internet where we, that is me and Daniel and our special guests and our other special guest, Coda the Cat, talk about all things fantasy, sci-fi, <laughs> movies, television, stuff no one else on the internet has the cojones to tackle, but we are braving forth and um, somehow managing to do what no one else can. Uh, we have joined, as always, by Daniel Roman, the other co-host, uh, editor of WinterIsComing.net. Hi, and who's your friend there, Daniel? This is Coda. He's he's going to uh-huh. be crashing the stream today, most likely, as he does. Cute. But we have and a more special guest here than the cat. Like, you have to introduce <laughs> Camilla. I wanted to do it in a clockwise fashion. We were getting to it. And we also have on here... <laughs> Wick writer, uh, Camilla Cervello. Camilla, thanks for being with us today. Hello. Oh, thanks for having yeah, thank me. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, we wanted to have you on just A, because for fun, and B, because you yeah. have seen, which we'll get to, um, an up A, you have seen advanced episodes of an upcoming show that you can give yes, an, a, an early review to us, an exclusive early review. Looking forward to that. But first, let's do some. Um, some uh, some easy kind of lighthearted nothing banter. How y'all doing? Good, doing good. Just um, just enjoying the beautifully gray day outside. <laughs> I love it when it's beautiful and gray just, like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it it is appropriately gross great. here as well. Um, I am too. not good. No? I'm just gonna put Ooh. that out there. I finished. Uh-oh. Okay, so uh, I'll segue us into our first topic. Well, yeah, okay. Dan, something happened. So The Last of Us premiered this past weekend, and it was pretty great. Um, but I did uh, the slightly crazy type of thing that I am prone to doing, and I played the entire game over the weekend. Um, and I am that. a shell of a person today. Because <laughs> um, oh, it no. is devastating. <laughs> I'm not ready for it, for the show. Yeah, it's been a while since I played it. Um, and I know the big twists, but I think I'm far enough removed that they will still feel new to me. I guess that could be our first question for the panel and everybody who's watching. Hello, Nicole. Hello, Martha. Hello, Joanne. Good to see you all. Joanne hello. from Good morning, Julie. Ohio. Oh, hello. Oh, hey, Julie. Good to see you, too. And uh, yes, at our new time, 2 p.m. CST. Thanks, Julie, for getting up a little earlier over there in Australia. Um, I guess my question to you guys and to everyone watching, what did you think of The Last of Us premiere? A little bit of expectations. Did it exceed? Was it below? Was it a faithful adaptation? And did you just did you enjoy it? Did you like this new zombie HBO television show? Camilla, your thoughts? Well, I, for one, absolutely loved it. Um, I was dreading it a little bit because think? I didn't know the way you know like resident evil was was done and then you also have the walking dead and everything like it's very there's a precedent there and to me in my opinion it just blew it out of the water i played the game back in 2003 um i think yes when it came out when the first one came out i don't know if it was 2013 i think it came out 2013 2013 sorry wow i am going i'm very impressed because that was some advanced (laughs) yeah yeah. i'm actually a time traveler that was an accident (laughs) um (laughs) but uh no i played back in 2013 and um it was it was an experience as uh daniel experienced this weekend and i am just so excited to just see how they're going to handle everything because if they handle it the way that they handle this pilot then this is going to be a really rough video game adaptation to follow 
I was not yeah, nervous because I had faith that if HBO was doing it, that, it, that, that, if, that if Craig Mazin, the guy who did the fancy schmancy Chernobyl show was behind it, I really wasn't afraid that it was going to be mm-hmm. bad. And it wasn't. You're right. It's it, The pilot is is very nice. And I can say, I think this is when we get into why I've seen the first four episodes. The 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 next three are all better. I I I really do believe that. Um, I wasn't afraid because I I was I would I was sure they were gonna put their stamp of quality on it. I wasn't disappointed. Um, I had some issues with the pilot, but overall I liked it a lot. Daniel, what did you think though? Um, I same. I I enjoyed it a lot. I didn't really have any big issues with it. Um, I thought it was interesting, kind of the places that they chose to expand. So for those of you watching who maybe you haven't played this played, game, yeah. there were a lot of line. Yeah, there were line for line, quite a few scenes that were straight out of the game. Um, you know, Joel's daughter, Sarah telling him, oh, I sold hardcore drugs to afford this watch. That's from the game. Um, there cute. are a lot of just little lines like that all throughout the episode that it was wonderful. But they also took more liberties too, uh, kind of expanding things that happen to characters who aren't Joel, because you play as Joel for most of the game. So it's hard. Mm-hmm. His Pedro POV. Pascal. Uh, yeah. So I I liked it a lot. Um, I'm definitely into it, and I'm not too surprised to hear you say that you liked episodes two, three, and four more two, than three, the premiere. Four. I have not seen them. Um, I'm very excited for them. But one thing we learned since the premiere came out is that it was actually two episodes that got mushed into one. Um, Did it feel like that for you guys? Did it feel like just a seamless premiere? Could you tell it was two episodes? Mm -hmm. Uh, Go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, sorry, sorry. Delay. (laughs) But um, (laughs) the... uh, um, I, I you, you could tell because it was a lot of uh, just just it was like three chapters I think mm-hmm. in, yeah. the, in the first game it was long so it, it was just a lot of stuff to cram into one pilot and it was it was over an hour yeah. I think it was like an hour and fourteen minutes or something like yeah, that yeah it was and long just judging from that um, you could you could definitely tell that it was <laughs> two and HBO was like make it one. <laughs> And you know, I, but it, it's not not that that's a bad thing at all. Um, it was no, very entertaining. So I, I liked how they put everything together. We will have, uh, try to avoid talking about explicit spoilers because Julie said she's going to watch, but she couldn't watch it because her eight year old granddaughter was frightened of zombies because some of her friends at school told her they are real. You know, and there's no getting around um, that. No. So we'll try well, to avoid the really big spoilers. <laughs> Yeah, and, um, not, not to scare your grandchild, but these are extra real zombies because the thing it's based on is actually real. I did <laughs> like that first prologue. So, the, so again, like, <laughs> oh, yeah. okay, zombie it. show. How do you Aunt make Hannah. zombies feel new? You know, because yeah. they've been done to death. Yeah. Yes. Walking Dead was on for 11 years. It's got 30 spinoffs. It's got all other zombie things we've seen over the years. How, how do you make it new? The story isn't so different from other zombie stories that that, 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 that like that's the thing that's going to do it. The different thing about this is the HBO polish and the characters and the acting, like just the details of how it gets put together. Um, yeah. I really like Pedro Pascal as Joel. And as to your question about two episodes, yes, it did feel that way. I think who else said it? Uh, blah, 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 blah. Nicole said it could have been two episodes Nicole. and it made more sense than it was originally. Yeah, it it, it, it did to me, too. Like, basically, I really, I really liked that first, like, 25 minutes with the Joel prologue and his daughter and the whole thing that ended with that. Oh, I was thrilled by that climax when they're going through Austin, like the plane falls out of the sky. It's like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. what's going on? And they were uh, oh, yeah. everyone was very chaotic. <laughs> that was yeah. so good. And honest to God, the rest of it, I kind of felt like the air went out of the episode a little bit after that. And now we're just kind of talking about here's the new world and here's the new setup. And here's a girl chained to a thing in a room. And we're kind of, it, it kind of went from like um, upending the chessboard to like, and let's set the new pieces all up there. I I, I could tell like this was episode two. It, it, it did feel like that to me. It was still yeah. very good, 
But frankly, I kind of wish they had kept it with just the first episode being all Joel prologue and maybe a bit of the next stuff and then bringing Ellie into the second. But they wanted to have Ellie in there, which I get. But um, yeah, basically, it was a tragedy. It was horrible. It can't be redeemed. And the show is doomed to failure because they didn't because they, because they combined three episodes. And that's what I think. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, good. it was good. I, uh, I definitely uh, it, it felt like Chernobyl a little bit right when it started because you had the scientists talking yes, that just much. screamed out Chernobyl. I, mean, I absolutely love that miniseries. Um, and I love the fact that it was John Hanna. I'm a huge John Hanna fan yes. because he was, that was in cool the Mummy uh, franchise. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, that was, was great. It? I was just I was pointing at the screen, all happy. I think the talk yeah, show same. host was was the guy from <laughs> yeah. Silicon Valley, and that was like bugging me a little bit. But uh, was, oh, wow, it was I don't, I don't remember was the it guy. Really? I was just focused on on John and just what he right. was saying. Understandable. But I I yeah, loved same. that intro so much. It was yeah, cool. I, I love that intro so much, um, and I actually I like it because if it had been just the one episode, I think they would have cut it. You know, like when there's that decisive point where it could have been an sure. end to the episode. I think they would have ended there, but um, like you said, they had to put Ellie in there somewhere. And I think, um, yeah. I don't think people, even though like the Joel backstory is cool and, you know, like it gives you more of a feel for the character. Um, powerful. Yeah. yeah. I, I think, I think it just, I, I don't know. I, I, I would have ended it the way they ended it, to be honest the first episode yeah. but curious to see what Dan- they put in two and daniel yeah. do you agree with uh camilla or are you correct i agree with camilla i i will gladly be incorrect if that's what that means but <laughs> i think she's correct on this one um yeah i i really liked the combination i Basically, the original episode, uh, I think they even cut it together and screened it for HBO executives. It ended. So all the stuff with Sarah happens. There's the cut to 20 years later. And then that scene of Joel throwing the little kid's body in the fire. That was the end of episode one originally. And the HBO execs were like, you start, you have two children die in this episode and we don't see our leads meet. So maybe we like we need to get to the core of the story, which Neil Druckmann, who wrote the game, he's one of the showrunners, which I didn't realize he's like a legit yeah, showrunner of this thing. Oh yeah. He's in there. Um, yeah. I love that. I love that. And, but he talked about how he used to quiz people at naughty dog. Like what's the inciting incident of the last of us. And people would be like, Oh, easy. It's when Sarah dies that that launches everything. And he came back and was like, no, that's not actually it. It's Joel meeting Ellie. That's what starts the story. Sarah's just backstory. So we better yeah. understand why Joel is such a messed up individual by the time he meets Ellie. That's um, what I was trying to so, say. That's exactly what I was trying to say of why I wouldn't have changed it because people are there to see them to meet and like go from there. Backstory is backstory. That's great. Yeah. You can have flashbacks and everything at any time, but let's get our protagonists to meet, you know. The backstory was so yeah. good. Just like, the emotional it high was. point was Joel and his daughter, obviously, um, kind of, sure. I don't know, I'll just say it, uh, the death. It, it was, it, it was, it was, it was, it was powerful. I, I was super, super into it. I think <laughs> it would have been better if it had been a little closer to that, but I get why they did what they did. Um, Robert yeah. Harris, by the way, says, only thing that bothered me about Pedro as Joel was that his accent kept coming through. Not a huge, but very noticeable to <laughs> me. His accent was interesting. I've watched the first four like he does kind of like do a Texas thing every third line just kind of like comes yeah. out <laughs> but mostly I, it's just um, like Pedro Pascal which is fine do yeah. I, I kind of wanted to say something to that because um as somebody who is not American <clears throat> and moved to this country and had to learn the language and how to develop mm-hmm. my own accent and lose my accent and now I'm not tell people I'm foreign they're like what you don't sound foreign at all <laughs> um that takes time 
Uh, I don't know how long Pedro, I don't, I don't know Pedro's relationship with the English language at all. I'm not going to speak to it in any way whatsoever, but just saying from experience, like it's really cool to watch somebody who has, is, is not, you know, that, that has this accent that can mask it very, very well for, for the role, because that's what acting is all about. You know, we're not there to focus on Pedro. We're there to focus on Joel and what he brings to the table as Joel. To me, he was excellent. Mm-hmm. He looked yeah, like him. Um, he he was he he gave me the Joel vibes. I, I really enjoyed it, and I I I, I love it that sometimes there's that slip up. <laughs> but I personally didn't hear the yeah. accent at all. So I didn't hear the accent either. What I did hear is occasionally him <laughs> doing a Texan accent, and then most of the time yeah. not, which was fine with me. I'm doing. I don't know what yeah, else though. I I will say um I I love uh Pedro Pascal in this role. I'm really curious Very how good. he's going to handle later stuff in the story now that I know some of the things Joel is going to do in this journey. Um I'm so curious to see what his acting is going to be like. <laughs> but I will say I his accent never bothered me, but I did miss Joel's accent from the game just the tiniest bit because joel has like a very like is it more pronounced it's a more pronounced like southern accent he kind of gives off like a southern mountain man vibes uh, quite a lot in the games (laughs) and i didn't get that quite as much in the show but that's fine like it's a different take on it and the core of the character is still very much there um so yeah i mean this was HBO's second highest premiere for a show since 2010. Not bad. Uh, ranking only, yeah, nope. only behind House of the Dragon. Um, so I, I hope it does well. I'm really curious to see where it goes from here. <laughs> It'll do well. I think I think it's going to do quite well. Um, everybody, there was a lot of hype around it for a new series. And um, part of me thinks yeah. that we should bring up the whole, like, is it the best video meditation ever? And part of me is like, eh, it's so reductive at this point. Like, I, I think video game annotations have been <laughs> have been pretty getting better for a while, and this is just kind of the next step. It is sure. the best one, but it was always kind of going to be. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think wonder you need to if, factor if, if in will... live action. Yes, yes. I think you need live to factor in live one. action versus animation. Yeah, I, but I can't speak action, to arcane. I, I agree with you. I think. Oh, so yeah, good. Arcane is Arcane is amazing. Everyone loves uh, amazing Arcane. adaptation. But uh, this this you know, uh, like Daniel said, for for a live action adaptation. Oh yeah, that's it. So far, this is it. And I really hope it wasn't just like here's this amazing pilot and no. uh, season eight no. of Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> the next episodes are very very good. <laughs> it helps that like the guy who made the game is here, like. You, yeah, you can tell that they're invested. You, you, you can tell that they really care a lot about it. It, 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 it just kind of comes through, as opposed to um a yeah, Resident yeah. Evil or a Witcher where they're like, well, they exist, but you know, it's more of like a a light blueprint. We just kind of change everything we want. Um, yeah, it's yeah. really good, and I'm, I, I want to see more. I've seen four episodes. I want to see more. I still want to, and I assume people are going to come on with it. I wish it the best. Any other thoughts from any of you guys, either you two here with me or out there in comment land about The Last of Us, the premiere or elsewhere? What are you looking um, forward to? Just, just can't wait. Just can't wait. I'm looking How forward to pronounce... seeing some clickers and some bloaters, which are the big guys, which we saw in one of the trailers. And I'm very excited to see how they're going to do bloaters in the show. I do believe oh, yeah. they got Big, rid of because I remember from the game the ones that like kind of spread spores into the air. They did change it so now it's not spores. You have to get bitten or yes. touched like a normal zombie, which I don't really like. Tendrils. I kind of think the spores are fun because that's a little different. Like for zombies, it's it's always yeah. bites with zombies, yep. and they did it so they don't wear gas masks, which is interesting because yeah. you because your lead actor is the Mandalorian who wears a mask the entire time. And you're saying like no gas mask. No, no, no. no. You, you can do it. Yeah. The Mandalorian proved you can cover the face of your lead actor the entire time and will love it anyway. I feel like you should embrace that. But whatever. I'll yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll I'll live. 
I think the tendrils are one of the things I'm most curious to see how they're going to handle because the spores. Right. So again, for people who haven't played, basically you get infected by spores. It's a fungal in- infection. Um, so you can breathe them in and that gets you. And they change that for the show. Um, but there are a few points where like that becomes kind of a, pr- I can say this, it's about the game. It's not a show spoiler, sure. but the fact that Ellie can breathe in, spores in the game is like one of the things that drives home that oh she is actually immune to this thing so i'm curious now that they've taken that out how they're still going to get that point across like to help joel believe it basically that she's immune to the virus um well, they or have not a, a virus thing to thing. fungi yeah i keep saying fun okay yeah. here's a question can anybody pronounce the name of the fungus like cordicizabizabiz cordyceps cordyceps oh that's it Oh, those are yeah. I'm pretty sure it's cordyceps. Yeah. And and so this is an actual thing for those of you listening yeah. who maybe don't know about cordyceps. I remember seeing this in a Planet Earth documentary yeah, like a oh, decade so ago. Gross. Um, them taking over the ants and control growing out of their heads oh, and controlling them. So yeah, it's pretty yeah. it's pretty hardcore. But yeah, show's great. Uh watch very, it if you haven't yeah. uh new episodes on Sundays. As the honest Shakespearean says, I have been cordyceps. Thank you, Nicole. I've been blown away how emotional and how much of an emotional core the story has. Haven't played the game, just in the first episode. Yeah, and I predict that because, as I said last week, this game is kind of not unique among games, but at least at the time for being kind yeah. of like a movie already. Like it, it, it had yeah. all the things you need for a good TV show, and all the TV shows to do is just adapt it, and it shouldn't be much of a problem it's not like i i would love a good resident evil adaptation but that's a very different um topic and very different yeah, happened, i'm sorry <laughs> yeah i mean you were talking about <sighs> we need a, a a good haunted house horror movie of the first game that's i feel like yes. how you get it's started so on a resident obvious. evil make it nice and claustrophobic haunted house movie when they're stuck in the mansion um i would much this, rather right. see it, a oh sorry go ahead no, no what, i would, what I would, would much you rather, rather see? see a silent hill adaptation like a true silent hill they're adaptation making one. Than, than Res- they made one kidding no, no well I, i've making, seen the movies right but they're making a, a second movie based on the second game Ooh, they announced the it game. a cool. couple months ago. Yeah, so that is something that's on the way. We don't have like Christmas a lot of details, already? but is it already apparent- Christmas? Wow! This is the <laughs> this is the happiest it gets in that's Silent awesome. Hill. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it's all going to be scary <laughs> and terrifying from here. Um, the thing about oh, the I Last of it. Us, though, oh, it, is you're right in terms of like it. It feels like watching a show to to play this game so that's why like as opposed to something like resident evil or even silent which is a video game as video game kind of story it's resident evil so that's why it's all awkward when it gets on the tv yeah yes but this one they really can like hbo kind of just needs to get out of its own way a little bit Mm -hmm. with like some of the dialogue like the writing is fantastic it's better than most tv shows in the game so they can just bring like the lines over and it's like "Eh, it works and they will. Um, it's really good. You guys are going to love it. I'm looking forward to talking about it every week here. And I hope all of you who yeah. have watched it, watch it. And uh, yeah, this could be a really big new show for HBO. This could be a monster hit. I really do believe that. It's good enough. It's buzzy oh, yeah. enough. Absolutely. It has enough attention. It's high profile enough. It's got like good enough actors. We could be talking Emmys. We could be talking. And then the door will open for other <laughs> classy game adaptations. Although I'm not sure there are many games that are kind of in the league of so made for TV. We'll talk about it another time. I mean, um, shh, go, on, go on. Yes, a Red Dead Redemption. Oh, no, I was just—I was going to list a few. Oh, like Red Dead Redemption could work. Gears yeah. of War could work. Yeah. Um, Gears of War. This okay. someone's Gears making that too. I—I I don't know if it's Netflix. Are they really? Someone is, or I think it's Amazon. Someone is making a Gears oh, of War my show. God. Um, because Mass everyone is, would be you know. Mass Effect would be an EV. That's another one. Amazon is reportedly considering oh, making. No. Um, so Jeff Bezos yeah, bought Mass all Effect the is... dorky game stuff. No. He wants it it's all. It's impossible for me to think of how a Mass Effect show, 
that's a lot. That's a tall order to live up to even more than something like the last of us. And that game is, it's yeah. in the same league in terms of the storytelling. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, absolutely. so I, I don't know how long we want to ramble about games. Do we want to ramble Wait, about Pedro Pascal instead? Yes. Good transition. His Speaking new... of Pedro Pascal and wearing a gas mask <laughs> the entire time. And helmets. And helmets, which again, they they should have known. You can get away with it nowadays. Whatever. It's 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 gone. Um let's uh they released the trailer mm-hmm. for The Mandalorian season three, which is coming out in March, I believe. Um, why don't we watch it and talk over it and give our comments, um theories, advice, and insights. Richard, yeah, if you and would. Com- Camilla, if there are any spots you want to pause, shout out for them here um, as we, because you know your Star Wars stuff. So if you see any good (laughs) Easter eggs that we might miss. Oh, boy. Oh, I'm looking forward to this. Um, I do love the tone of the Mandalorian, man. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. It seems wind tunnel. I just like, okay. Okay. Actually, pause it on on Grogu or the right there. Perfect. I will say, uh, Camille, I'm curious what you think about this. Because I know what Daniel thinks about it. I do think it's lame that they air the Mandalorian season one, two. They oh, were yeah. nice. They were cool. They were good. And then they have important stuff happen in a whole other show. The Book of Boba Fett. Oh, like Mando I 100% and Baby Yoda get back together. I agree with you. And then like. 100%. There's a whole lot of fans who are yeah. watching and being like, wait, but they're. But, but I thought I thought they were separated. Yeah. Like Disney's yeah, trying like, to make you. This isn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, 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 they're, they're trying to, I feel like they didn't have enough content with Boba Fett alone to <laughs> do a good season of Boba Fett. So they had to be like, hey, what's another Mandalorian that they like? Oh, hey, they, then Jaren. I worry it'll hurt the show because it, it's so diffused now, but maybe they got the memo mm-hmm. and this will just be a little more straightforward. Uh, punch it. Yeah. Yeah. Got your cityscapes, got your Star Wars cityscapes, got your demons, um, got your okay. aliens, got your little, a little, a little thing. Grief, Karga, love those names. Rain, sleet, or snow. The mail gets delivered. There they are. Fire, ladle, to the grave. <laughs> Fire, ladle. <laughs> um, I know there are shots Ooh, of chorus. Is that coming up here? Oh. Is that chorus hunter Mandalore? We're not going to chorus hunt. Are we? That wasn't chorus. Coruscant is in this trailer somewhere. Oh, yeah, put it pause it right there yeah. on that. Yes. City positive, positive. Yeah. So that's Coruscant, Why which we, we haven't seen there? a whole lot of. Well, because it's no, the capital of of the empire slash now defunct empire. It's an important place in Star Wars history, and Disney really hasn't done a whole lot with it. Like we saw more of it in Andor than anything else. No, um, they, they don't so do anything. I'm kind of psyched that. Yeah, and and Tatooine is supposed to be a backwater, so <laughs> it's nice to see Coruscant get some love in this trailer, um, and also Mandalore. Uh, so, Camilla, what do we need to know about Mandalore? Because Mandalore is coming for like your elevator pitch, short short version of for people who have been watching the Mandalorian enjoying it, but have no idea of anything about Mandalore. Like what do we need to know going into season three? Well, um, mm-hmm. going into season three, this would be, I'm trying to think of like the timeline right now. Hold on. <laughs> My brain is just tied into a knot. Um, this is. It's after... pre-episode seven. No, it's pre it's between episode seven. Yeah. So at this point, so Man- at this point, um, Mandalore has been like, I, I believe at this point it has been like destroyed or, or just damaged. Mm. Um, and it was, um, I'm trying to remember everything. They had a, uh, a big fight there over the Darksaber. Um, Which Jin now has. I think of all my... What, yeah, which Jin now has. So him bringing it in could be, you know, hey, this is our new leader because he has the dark saber, you know, and or somebody could challenge him and be like, that actually runs through my bloodline. Like I'm the person whose father had it last. Blah blah blah. Give it, yep. you know. Um, it could it could go a lot of different ways. Uh, we could. Um, Middleor always makes me sad because it makes me think of Sabine and Kenobi, and you know, 
That's fair. That story was pretty sad over there, yeah. But um, <clears throat> just, you know, I'm curious to see how they're going to, to show it as of right now. I'm not up to date on, like, any current lore at this point. I've, I've only seen, you know, I've seen the original Clone Wars and the, um, what's the other show's name? That's on Rebels. Disney Rebels. Thank you. Yes, Rebels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that was that's where my lore um, knowledge stops as far as like things that aren't really showcased. I, I haven't read the books, but yeah, um, I, I'm really curious to see how they're how they're going to present Mandalore at this at this point in time, Kobe or Mule. who's sitting. Yeah. You know, who's who's in charge there? Is it Empire? Is it you know the Rebellion, or is it just you know maybe? A rogue Mandalorian who wants the saber and can't get it because Din has it. <laughs> oh, yeah, be fun. Yeah, I mean, I, I imagine that's going to a large part of the season is probably going to revolve around this because they set it up during, I guess, season two. Oh, yeah. He has the dark saber now. Uh, is Sabine Katie Sackoff? Am I thinking of the right person? Yeah. Yes. No. Yeah. Wait, so no, Sabine. Wait. Hold on. Well. Katie Sackoff is not very pleased about it. <laughs> so I, I'm curious to see. Oh, no. She's, go. um, what is her name? Uh, she's not Sabine. Uh, she's Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan. There we go. Yeah. Yes. That's, yeah. That's Bo-Katan. Sabine is like forever ago. Um, like before, before, um, like Clone Wars era. So. What are these gotcha. names? She's, Should we, yeah. um, should we wrap up the trailer? Yeah, yeah let's, let's do, do it. it. Punch it, Chewie. Oh, oh, there's uh, Iro from <laughs> Last Airbender. Oh, you get the helmet. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. I mean, that's big, oh, right? Oh, yeah, you oh. got a whole got bunch pause of for uh, Order 66. Are those Jedi's? That's are Order those 66. Jedi? How do you know? Yeah, because we saw the same scene in, I, I think it might have been both. Boba Fett from Grogu's point of view. You see Grogu's point of view during Order 66, yes. but we don't know who rescued okay. him from the Jedi Temple. So presumably we're going to see how Grogu got out of the Jedi Temple during oh, Order that's 66. Like, that's cool. I okay, think so that's, that's what we're not seeing like here. a new scene. This is going to be a flashback. Okay, good. I, I was a little like, Probably, even yeah. I, Star Wars, you know, noob that I am, not noob, but like <laughs> on Twitter, I'm like, wait, that looks important. Okay. That's yeah. Neat. Yeah, they gotta give I, that I'm fan excited. Service. They gotta give you that spice of fan service, but in a flashback, even I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. All right, punch it. Oh, that looks so oh, good. They spent some money bombers. on it, man. Were those tie bombers? I, I do not no. know. I look like but some I know of them that it were, looks fantastic. Yeah. That I mean, a whole like chase with spaceships through a canyon is uh is is money kind of stuff so you know they're going whole hog on this i just really oh grogu is uh advancing Grogu's coming out. oh my god <laughs> oh, grogu is just the cutest thing i've ever seen in my life i love it they I cannot, were sort of halfway yeah. a little bit teasing like, like evil grogu they were you know in season two they were or or uh, that were like you can't leave or else you won't be bounced with the force that'd be cool I'd be down for a villain Grogu. I would love Grogu. Yeah. <laughs> Seth Grogu is the, the season four love, villain. I would absolutely love that. Grogu is Snoke. Yes. <laughs> Surprise. Yeah, I'd watch that. By the way, question. Man, I'd yes. love it if Grogu got like a little black hood. <laughs> it's the crime oh, crime fight or the, the crime God, crime hoodie from House, House of the Dragon. Dragon. Yeah, like Eamon's got. Crime hoodie. That's not excited. good. <laughs> or it's 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 great for us. I'm excited for the show. Um, I am concerned that Disney is going to try to do a thing where they make you because I'm afraid that the Boba Fett shenanigans is like isn't the end of this spreading stuff around because I know they want to connect up with the Ahsoka mm-hmm. show. I know they want to like link it into that. They had the yeah. Gina Carano show, but that uh, was unceremoniously canceled. Um. So I think they're going to try and link it all up. I hope it goes smoothly because I would. Yeah, I just like the Mandalorian so much that first season. I wish it would just sit on that path, but I guess too much to hope they want their um, 
shared universe and they will have it. And I just hope that uh, they can do it in a way that is still fun to watch moment to moment. Doesn't depend on me having seen everything you put out because maybe some of these shows I don't want to watch. Yeah. So just give them what I got. But we'll see when it comes out in early March. Yeah. Pretty soon. Yeah, I hope they do a better we... job. If they are going to connect them, I hope they do a better job than they did with Boba Fett. Is That's bad. my one That's hope. Bad there. idea. That was a bad idea. Yeah, me yeah, too. No, that was that was really sad. That was I know my Boba Fett's my husband's favorite character, and he was just not happy about that show. I mean, it's it a it, it's a cool character, but the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So well, it's kind of ironic. They've they've almost replaced what Boba Fett used to be with the Mandalorian work. Yeah, because like yeah. taking his helmet off every episode, trying to make him relatable, like that's fine. But like Boba Fett was cool because he was the enigmatic character who you could never see under the helmet. Exactly, who was kind of mysterious. And he was He's, a bounty he basically hunter. He was... wasn't a good guy who did things for good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So no. he is a sweetheart with a heart made of light. And he loves hey. right. and kitty cats and rainbows. And he always has. Yep. I'm also just, it, it, it's still kind of mind boggling to me. that The Mandalorian is the only show to get this memo about covering up your actor's faces and giving them that mystique and having it work. Like, how is no one else brave enough to do that? No one else at Disney is brave enough to do that. Like, they didn't even do it with, <laughs> with Boba Fett's show. It's kind of amazing how the Mandalorian is the only one who actually has the, the guts to follow through. And I love it for that. Yeah. I'm sure it'll keep up. The last of us wasn't yeah. brave enough to do and it. It's partially, well, it's partially, uh, you know, Pedro Pascal talked about that he was partially able to do The Last of Us because The Mandalorian does that. Because he's, you know, there are multiple people who play Din Djarin on that show. Yeah, it's not are. Pedro in the suit in every single scene. So that enabled him to go do something for a rival network, um, which, you know, he he had to compliment Disney for being very generous for letting him go do that. Um, but yeah, it is yeah, interesting that we haven't seen anyone else try that. If The Last of Us had gas masks, he could have he could have done a third thing. He could have been doing it on three big shows right now. But <laughs> that's he had to true. Move to two. That's that's right. He could be in Rings of Power season two. Totally could. <laughs> An elf, elf lord. Yep. Oh anyway, God. speaking of um of Don't big shows of on the horizon watch. on right now. Uh, there's another show coming up this uh, this month, I believe this Friday. Um, Camilla, tell us what we need to know about the second season of Vox Machina on uh, Amazon Prime Video. It is. What is it so to start? Like, what's the um, show? The, the Legend of Vox Machina season two mm-hmm. is twice as better as season one. Nice. It is. Uh, it keeps up with okay. you know, Vox Machina has it. It's is very funny. Um, it relies on like funny lines or just funny like expressions on their faces or funny situations, and it just gets better on on season two. Like it's it's great. Um, it also um, it's a very emotional season, um, which you know, okay, it catches you off guard a little bit. Sorry, it catches. Yes, mm-hmm. sorry. It's like um, okay. I just uh, what is the show? Like, what is it? It's an animated show about D and D. So it's a it's an animated animated show that's based off of Critical Role's Dungeons and Dragons campaign called The Legend of Vox Machina. It aired right. uh, in between 2015 to 2017. Uh, that's when it concluded. It was their first campaign, and that ultimately launched critical role as a like solid streaming uh show mm-hmm. uh you know but dungeons and dragons show mm-hmm. D show um it's fantastic because they're all uh voice actors who get together and one's the dm and he is fa- a fantastic dm i it's His just long hair it's amazing watching him dm like it's, it's just great what <laughs> He has long oh, hair. That's what I know about him. Oh, he does. He does have very pretty long hair. I love his hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, he's a very he's a very nice guy too. Elvin, yes, he could he could play <laughs> it off. Um, but he's got uh, it's it's great because he does all the uh, NPCs and the uh, the monsters and everything during love the stream. 
Um, it's not the case in the show. You know, they have different voice actors right, for actors. different characters, but he still does uh, does some. And it's just his range is incredible. And mm -hmm. just the range and dedication of all the other voice actors as well. Like we have Grog and Scanlan on the screen right now. Those two, Man. I know I, I, they're amazing. Every single one of these characters you get to see in like kind of a different light this season. Um, lots of things happen. I was very happy myself because my two of my favorite, I guess, like, NPCs slash entities slash like monsters from D and D um, are actually in that in season two, and I was very happy with the uh, presentation of both of them. One in particular, nice. um, I don't want to spoil, so I'm not going to say what it is. Um, but I was I was very happy, and I I couldn't shut up about it while the, <laughs> while I was watching. I was like, this is so good. Like the this adaptation of this thing is just so good, so good. Um, it's like I said, it's very emotional. Um, it's very violent. Um, the pilot is very <clears throat> heavy. Uh, Which so, you wouldn't necessarily think looking okay. at it, right? Because you're going to see these like kind of smiley, jokey characters, but it gets intense. Right. But if you remember where we left in season one, um, it was sovereign Uriel was giving the speech saying, you know, I failed as a leader. I let these people in and, you know, they, they just almost destroyed everything. That was very responsible. Thank you, Vox Machina. I quit, you know, kind of like that thing. Mm -hmm. And um, the, uh, he notices dragons coming down and it's literally that they replay those few seconds and the scene keeps going. So it's like, no time goes by. You just pick up right where you left off. And it's it's heavy. <laughs> it's okay. it's a good one though. Yeah, it's brutal, but it's it's very good. Um, it's uh, I don't know what else to say. And and this has been really hard. I've I have a really hard time keeping my mouth shut about things that excite me, <laughs> and so I couldn't talk to anybody about this. So all I could do was write insane notes and rewatch everything over and over until I basically memorized everything. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was the way to get it out of my system. Yeah. But no, well, it's fantastic. Everybody Ooh. oh sorry, go ahead. Oh no, no this uh it's this Friday and um we had one comment from a story whispered. You can agree or disagree with this. He says that as someone who has seen all the critical role live streams, I'm pleased to hear nice. that the emotional moments oh. come through. I think they do. They sell there them. Was the, there was there is one. Um I knew it was coming. Um and, you know, I'm sure a story whispered um, as somebody who has seen the live stream as well um, can kind of like predict what's coming up. Um, something happens and I knew it was coming and I wasn't expecting to be emotional about it. But mm -hmm. the way there's, there's just something different about watching something unfold instead of having something told to you and you have to imagine it. Right. Yeah. And the way that they presented that. I was. It, it, nope. Tissues. Tears. It was, it was <laughs> Your very passion. Yeah. <clears throat> nice. Your yeah. passion has you looking forward to it. I watched the first season and I liked it. Um, I haven't watched Critical Role stuff. Uh, but I'm I'm uh, intrigued and excited, especially now that I hear how much you liked it. It should be good. And it's this Friday, right? Oh, yeah, it is. It's this Friday. I don't know when. The, I, I'm assuming at like eh. 12 1 a.m. Yeah, they're going to drop them. But they're gonna drop like them. Yeah, they're going to drop them three episodes at a time. So we get episodes one through three Friday. Next week, we get four through six and then seven through nine and then nine through 12. So it's four weeks of three episodes a week. It's definitely a cool thing. I'm not sure that we've seen done before where, you know, you, you, you adapt books, you adapt games, you adapt, I don't know, mostly those two things, but um, adapting a, I don't know what to call it, like a, 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 a live Dungeons and Dragons campaign to an animated adventure is, it, it, it sounds pretty unique and I, it seems like it's been a success so far. It's great. Um, and I'll tell you, like, as a player, I've, I've played mm -hmm. D&D since I was 11. 
um, I'm, I actually have D&D tonight. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But I've, yeah. I've played it since I was 11. You know, it's, I play it all the time. I'm in three different campaigns, whatever. So, like, it's, it, I love it. It is one of my hobbies that I, I treasure very nice. much. And um, being able to watch an adaptation of a story being told by seven extremely created and talented storytellers, uh, right. uh, voice actors, being guided by, you know, you know, the ultimate DM, but you know, they're making everything up as they go. And they, and and that's where you get the dialogue and that's where you get all the base for Vox Machina. It is, it's improvised in, in the live stream and to have that and to have it work so well, you know, sure. They may change something here and there, which they do stray out of the, um, they, they do change some things in season two. Um, but it's okay. I like what they did. Um, I like what they've, you know, they've changed. Um, I think it works very well. It was very easy to follow. Um, but, you know, you're going to have these changes and everything. But for the most part, it's, it's you know, you, you're watching and listening to what actually happened while they were playing it live. And that's a, that's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's a cool. very cool way to get some creative people and have their work highlighted in a way that it will get it can expose a lot more people through Jeff Bezos's benevolence. Yeah. Uh, Daniel, does this have you intrigued right. to, to, to watch it? Did you watch the first season? I didn't watch the first season. Um, I have uh, seen a couple of episodes of Critical Role and I enjoyed them. So it's it's just a matter of, you know, only so mm-hmm. many hours in the day. Uh so I'm intrigued. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to jump on it immediately, but I I feel more like I should after this conversation because yeah. it sounds awesome. A good endorsement. Um, I um, yeah, it was a good because the episodes are like because the episodes are like about I think they're like thirty minutes or less. Uh, yeah. If you skip the end credits, it goes quick. Um, and there's twelve on the first season. What you could do is you could pick you know a time where. You know, it's good to sit and just watch TV and watch all 12 first ones and then watch the first oh. season two right after it because it's just there it's you go. Continuous. I mean, you so, played the entirety yeah. of The Last of Us in one weekend. It's not like you can't find some yeah, time. Yeah, you can handle six hours. I, you can handle six hours I, of Vox Machina. Well, it's six hours of Vox Machina on top of however many hours The Last of Us took. I had to prioritize <laughs> But this next week. I, I'm also more, yeah. Oh, okay, maybe. I'm more intrigued too because <laughs> I didn't realize this till I was watching Critical Role last night. Um, Ashley Johnson, who voiced Ellie in The is Last in of it? Us, is one of the people in yeah. Critical Role. She oh, plays cool. Pike. Yeah, she uh, she plays Pike. Yeah, she's Pike, Pike the, who goes the who also small goes by girl. Pickles. She's the she's the little. Uh, oh God, I'm gonna. Yes, she is. Uh, she's the gnome healer uh, who's go, cool. on the on her holy path. Yeah, very cool. I, I shouldn't realize yeah, that. Nice. That's cool. Has work all yeah, over the place. It's awesome. It's awesome. Um, it's awesome. As we forge on, to, oh, uh, according to a story, which Troy Baker is in season two of Vox Machina too. Oh, nice. That's cool. Played Joel in the last of who Us. Who is Troy? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nice. yeah. They're also I, I didn't realize in the this last either. Us, those two, um, the the yes. show that they'll both turn up, uh, but not quite yet. Yes, yeah, and uh, Troy Baker also. If you it, HBO is doing another podcast like it did for House of the Dragon, except oh, it's the Last of Us podcast. Troy Baker's the host oh, of it, snap. which is oh, pretty perfect. cool. So, that's nice. So yeah. it's Joel from the game chatting with people from the show. They have stood by their old actors. That's amazing. All right. We are coming up yeah. on to our folks. So why don't we quickly go around the table yes. and say what else we're watching before getting to our weekly lightning round. Uh, Daniel, are you watching anything else okay. beyond uh, The Last of Us and such? Um, Not really The Last of Us. I played The Last of Us. That was a lot of my time. I also read this book, The Sapphire Altar by David Dalton. Look at you reading. Um, I, yeah, <laughs> I fit in a book. Uh, it was a really great read. Uh, very much. It's the closest thing to like a Final Fantasy that I've ever read in book That's form. Nice. I'd like so that. there's lots of party dynamics, uh, you know, people adventuring, lots of deific stuff, deities going awry. Really enjoyed it. But that's what I've been up to this week. Uh, what about you, Camilla? What, what have you been watching aside from Vox Machina? 
deific? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, I obviously watched um, The Last of Us and it was great. Uh, a lot of Vox Machina. I'm trying to remember my brain, this is amazing thing called the wipe all your memories from like a week and start fresh. So it's hard for me to remember things, hmm. but um, I haven't really, I've watched a lot of critical role because I'm trying to keep to catch up with the the latest campaign. And um, I, uh, not this past week, but this past month in like month or two, I reread Fire and Blood, um, cool. which Always I nice. love that book. And I just, I can reread that forever. And um, I <laughs> I started to uh, read The Silmarillion, but I mm, haven't finished great. it yet. And it's a little hard to like- Yeah, it is. Keep up with yeah, it. Uh, back to the whole, I'm foreign and English is my first language thing. Uh, Tolkien's vocabulary and like how he writes, is a little tricky to figure out <laughs> when uh, you know when when you're reading. So um, slowly pasting along among that. So that's it. That whole book is uh, just yeah a, a a big hill to climb. But um, and at the end of it, you don't even get much of a reward. But it's 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 a uh, it's so good. <laughs> um, yeah. I've been watching. I finally got Apple TV Plus. I wanted to watch For All Mankind and the rest oh, of it, nice. and I'm watching that. It's it's it is really good. It lives up to the hype. That's a great historical fiction show. I can't wait to watch more. Talk about it more here. We're also started to watch uh, Chainsaw Man, which is the big new anime of 2022. Uh, nice. I kept hearing about it. it I good? wanted to see it, and it is yeah, it's good. It, it, it's good. Kind of it's 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 a pretty anime anime. So it's like wild off the wall. Yeah. Uh, weirdly funny and violent kind of married together in places you wouldn't expect but it's good it's fun and for all mankind it's great and i've been reading time of yeah. contempt because i can read too i'm fully literate oh for, nice for like now. Yes. enjoy I'm that so witcher that's a good one <laughs> thank you thank that's you awesome. <laughs> the back. um yeah, okay. yourself in the back <laughs> exactly thank you uh should we go on to our final segment the witness lightning round yeah, we're we're coming up on the hour. We should probably okay. lightning. Let's hit it. First prompt: Guardians of the Galaxy director and new DC Studios president James Gunn swats down rumors that Superman has been cast. It was rumored to be Jacob Elordi, but it's not. They haven't cast anybody. Superman's actorless. Who wants in? Yep, yep. I think it's you know James Gunn. I can't decide if I love that he's so publicly responding or if it makes me worried. Maybe a little bit of both, but basically there were rumors they had cast Superman and then he just tweeted and was like, nah, we haven't cast anyone mm -hmm. for that. I'm still writing it. We're not even close to considering casting, which of course, so yeah. no Superman quite yet, which is fine. Um, all right, Camilla, this is an avatar mm -hmm. one. So Loak, who was the son of Jake Sully and Natiri is going to replace Jake Sully as the narrator for Avatar 3. How do you feel about that? I will uh, tell you the truth. I have uh, no feelings on this one because I haven't seen <laughs> Avatar 2 yet. I saw Avatar oh, 1 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. I don't remember anybody's names. <laughs> so um, once I sit down and watch, uh, and watch Avatar 2, I will have a proper opinion on it, but I got buzzed. Blue people. Um, okay. There. Blue people. Not the blue man group. Um, all right. Maybe next time. Dan. <laughs> I'd watch that. <laughs> Me too, actually. Uh, China <laughs> lifts years-long ban against Marvel movies. Set dates for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania in Black <laughs> Panther Wakanda Forever. The last movie played there was 2019 Spider-Man Far From Home. How do you yeah. feel about that? It's pretty cool. I mean, so China, you know, authoritarian state, they just kind of, if they don't want movies in there, they just say, you don't get in here, you don't get in here. And to this day, no one knows fully why. I know that like um, uh, uh, Shima Lu and Chloe Zhao says massive about Chinese government. And they just banned Marvel movies for years afterwards. But apparently the box office was so bad last year, they let them back in. And there we go. I should have I should have yep. gotten more to the point. All right. Um, Daniel. I think you got it across. Okay. No, I, 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 more pins, I have more pins about the Chinese government, the CCP. Uh, Daniel, um, <laughs> here, here's a cool yes. one. 
Uh, Stephen Colbert, late night show talk show man, is adapting one of George R. R. Martin's favorite book series, The Chronicles of Amber by Roger Zelazny, for television. Yeah, uh, that's pretty exciting. So The Chronicles of Amber, I haven't read it. It's a classic sci-fi series from like the 70s. It's like 10 books long. Um, Martin loves it. He's been preaching from the hilltop about this series forever. And Stephen Colbert's a giant nerd and he's... He wants to help get this thing made. Um, so that's cool. I, I hope it goes well. We can always use more good Fun sci-fi fact, series. Stephen Colbert actually played D&D with the Critical Role people. Not surprised. Uh, not surprised at all. It's great. That's Nerd. awesome. Fantastic. You, should, you should look it up. You should look it up. It's fantastic. <laughs> um, um, oh. All right. Camilla, I'm going to read to you about the penguin i think um so the penguin spinoff on hbo max is due to start filming soon and it is going to tie speaking of shared universes will directly set up the batman sequel um how do you feel that you'll have to watch the penguin to know what's up in the batman 2 i won't have to watch the penguin because I haven't seen a DC movie since Christopher Nolan's Batman movies because I don't like DC. <laughs> Fair I am not I am not a DC person whatsoever. But literally Christian Bale's Batman and you know, like I don't like Batman forever, but you know I got buzzed. You get the gist of it. Yeah. Um, it's fair. Let's see. All right, uh, Dan, uh-huh. I don't know how into anime you are, but Attack Damn. on Titan's final season will air in two chunks, the first starting on March 4th, the second later this year. On a scale of 1 to 10, how excited are you? 10, actually. Attack on Titan is a big deal. Attack on Titan's been on for like 10 years. It is yeah. the breakout oh, yeah. anime of the past decade. It is the absolute one. Chance to make nothing on it. Um, it's really bold. The show's very <laughs> ambitious. It's um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm glad they're gonna uh, to, to to drive it home. I'm not like an anime freak, but I like it. I, I watch like the big ones. I I, I watch Tekken Titan. I'm excited to see how I'm excited to see how it wraps up. Good on Tekken Titan. Um. Uh. So, uh, Daniel. Woo! Look at all the things going on. Daniel. Okay. Um. Some stuff. Daniel. TNT will not air the fourth and final season of Snowpiercer, even though they're already done with production. They just said no. So they're shopping around. Yeah. Um, I Warner hate Bros. that this Discovery has become no. a trend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is Warner Bros. Discovery. This is another TNT, potentially yeah. Zaslav thing. They own TNT. Um, they already filmed Snowpiercer. It's the last season. It's already done with post, I think or done enough that it should be airing and they decided they're not going to do it. Um, yeah. What an awful trend. <laughs> There's nothing good <laughs> about this. Suck. In my opinion. Yeah. For all the people who work. Yeah. On it, networks. Yeah. yeah canceling That's shows that are already done is, is a super bummer. Um, like, okay. So. Here. Oh no. Just well, here's. <laughs> yeah. Here's one that's not terrible. Here's a not bummer story. So Jeremy Jeremy Renner, who played Hawkeye in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, he is home now from the hospital after a bad snowplow accident that left him in critical condition earlier this month. Um, Camilla, any thoughts on this one? Jeremy Renner is out of the hospital. Super happy. Um, I really like him. Uh, I enjoy his movies and him as a person and i'm just happy that you know it wasn't anything too bad i think he got like ran over by the the the, the thing actually ran him over and like almost i don't remember what it was but it was it was like some serious injury that almost happened but i'm happy yes yeah (laughs) yep wish him well um last one last one is una chaplin to lisa stark will play a major villain in Avatar 3, Varang, leader of the Varang. Ash people. No, yeah, that's no. Oh my God, I can't read. Leader of the Ash people, Navi. Yep, more and, Avatar stuff. Um, Talisa, yeah, Rob's leader of wife, the Fire Nation. Of, of, of the, uh, yeah, <laughs> everything changed when the Ash people attacked. 
Um, that's nice that Rob Stark's wife, who, by the way, Una Chaplin, Charlie Chaplin's granddaughter, very neat. Um, like that is a classy Nepo baby is going to be, um, the villain of the next Avatar movie, which is good because those movies make billions of dollars. So I'm sure she'll get paid if she definitely needs. Um, all right. And that's for everybody. We've gone a little bit long, but it's worth it. We have thanks so much for Camilla to coming on here. So much fun. Thank Thank you. Whatever you like. Thanks for having me. It was a delight. Awesome. Thank you. Anytime. Thanks for watching. I know some people in the comments are saying that we have a new time. And I am sorry. We have, yeah, we, we've changed times. We're at 2 p.m. CST. Uh, Christian, thank you. So you scheduled his flight so I could watch you guys. Dedication, um, Christian. Oh, wow. You, uh, we appreciate uh, you. We we do. Str- we are. Our videos are archived on YouTube and Facebook. Also find us in podcast form on um, Google Play, iTunes, and podcasts are available. We'll be back next week at 2 p.m. Going forward, more talk, more discussion at 2 p.m. CST, 3 Eastern. Mark it into your brains. That's right. See you then. Bye. Bye. Take care. This podcast is brought to you by Fansighted. Join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between. 